Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Today I'd like to share about relationships, especially the first part is a relationship with the Father. God's love for you, not about your love for God. So, 1 John 4.10, real love isn't our love for God, but His love for us. God sends His Son to be the sacrifice by which our sins are forgiven. So, this is in a contemporary Bible reading. So it says, 1 John 4.10, please write your verses. So, when you go back home and you want to study on your life group, you can use those verses and Amen. think about it. Amen. But I don't want to keep you afterwards too much late to, you know, to have a group talking together because it's very hot today. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you want to go for the beach. So, I read it again. Real love isn't a love for God, but His love for us. God sent His Son to be the sacrifice by which our sins are forgiven. Whose sins be forgiven? My sins? Everybody's sins? Who has his sins forgiven? Raise your hand. The whole world, but they don't know it. We need to tell them. That's very good, Shane. Uh, Shane, sorry. Wayne, next time you'll be here with me, next to me. Talk together, share the gospel. Yeah, you're able. Yeah. You're able to teach and train people. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Encounter God's heart, known by love. Love has awakened our hearts. Love that fulfills every longing and demolishes every fear. Love that's alive and has a name. Anybody know that name? That love Jesus. has a name? I don't hear it loud anymore. Jesus! What? Jesus! What? All together, let's walk all together. Okay, let me read again this part, okay? All right. Love that fulfills every longing and demolishes every fear. Love that's alive, let's see if anybody's alive, and has a name. What name it is? Jesus! That's good. Good, good. Jesus can hear you, but he wants us to come from here from our heart, not from our mind. We can get things from out of our mind to our mouth, but if we get them out of our hearts, wow. I was very touched for the young kids today. And that ladies and that lady too, they were singing so loud, so loud and full heart, and they're closing their eyes and praising the Lord. That is our future, disciples. We're changing the world. Oh, yeah. See those kids, we are proud for them. Amen. Tell them so, parents. Tell to your kids that you are proud for them yeah. because they're changing the world. They give you the whole heart and the love of Jesus. 
Except you become like a little child, you cannot no. enter the kingdom of God. Yes. So let us be like children. Don't worry what people think. Amen. Let's give our hearts. Yes. Everything comes from our hearts. He draws us with relentless passion and kisses and darkness with mercy. So he draws us with relentless passion and kisses our darkness with mercy. Wow. His love is outrageous. It never stops. And we've done nothing to earn it. His presence is a safe haven. Drawing us away from religion into the chamber of the king. Maria, it's amazing this one. It makes me goosebumps. Drawing us away from religion into the chambers of the king. Which king? King of kings. King of kings. Lord of lords. Say again. King of kings. Lord of lords. That's beautiful. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Rita. Anyway, our lives are no longer our own. To truly be transformed by his love means we are still to only soak it up with it, but to pull it out, sorry, to truly be transformed by his love means we are still to not only soak it up, but to pull it out, pull it out, his love, okay? Love becomes the driving force behind all we do and say. Let us be known by our radical love and how relentlessly we honor each other. What? How much relentlessly we honor each other. What that means, honor each other? Anybody can tell me something about how can we honor each other? Rita? By preferring yes. each other. Anything else? Other yes. Anything else? More, 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 more. Think, pray. Putting other people before yourself. That's beautiful, yes sir. Putting others. Love one another. We are family here. Yeah. We need yeah. to forgive. Yeah. We need to help. Yes. We need yeah. to assist. And if we speak about others, we only speak the good we know about them. We speak the good. We honor them by That's speaking the good we know. Congratulations, you have ten. I give you ten from ten. Very good. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hearts that are truly ignited with holy passion don't just talk about love. They demonstrate it. Let's not talk only about love, but we need to demonstrate it, Stephen. Thank you so much. You are an amazing young man, and we love you. We love you, Stephen. You are amazing. We love you too, brother. Young brother there behind. Hi. <laughs> Nigel. Nigel, yeah. Uh, he's a brother. He's my brother. I say Nigel, maybe as I'm older, but if I say my brother, we are the same. Jesus, look, both of us, the same way. Yes. Because you have Jesus, Amen. and I have Jesus. And God looks in our heart. He sees Jesus in us. He doesn't see Philip here. He doesn't see Nigel. He sees Jesus. And he forgives all our sins. He loves us amazingly. Hallelujah. Jesus, let me live in awareness of your overwhelming love forever. To test and see that you are good. To be, to be so wrecked by the beauty and power of your love. That I cannot help 
but share it. Let me be known by love, not just for you, but for the way I care about others. For the way I care about others. Thank you, Lord. That's very beautiful. So God wants us to care about others. He loves us, He cares about us, and He wants us to care about others. So, meaning of relationship. What means a relationship, actually? I go to the dictionary and I've got a few words here. The way in which two or more people, groups, countries, etc., talk to behave toward and deal with each other. That's a relationship. The relationship between the two countries, we say sometimes, has improved or has been gone bad. She has a close relationship with her sister. We talk for another. So, as a family here, we need to have close relationship with each other. Not to show how good we are, how great we are, but how great he is. Amen. Not how smart I am, how handsome I am. I know I am handsome. People told my wife, told me many times. But how he is good. How amazing he is. That's the most important. Genesis 3 relates one of the most amazing stories in the Bible. Genesis 3. Genesis 3, you can go and read it, find it. Uh, I'll tell you afterwards. The most amazing stories in the Bible. He was convinced by a talking snake that she didn't have everything she needed to make her happy. How could this happen? It's understandable how people today are discontent and looking for something. But Adam and Eve were perfect. They were living in a perfect world with no problems. How could they fall for such a lie? A whole line. Fall for such a line of the talking snake. Who is the talking snake? Satan. Satan, yes. So Satan himself this time went and talked to them. How he talked to them? How he talked to them? He uses a nice word. He didn't come screaming and shouting, rebuking and fires. No, no. He came very meek. And sweet, sweet snake. How many times now snake comes to our TV, through our TV and tells us, sweet stories that we listen, oh I need to see that soapy, such a sweet story, such a love story and takes our mind from the reality of the kingdom to the reality of this world. So we need to live with the reality of the kingdom. So one of the factors was that they didn't really know God. You may think, what? They walk and talk with God every day in the cool of the evening. Certainly they knew God, but they didn't really know the nature and character of a loving father, or they would never have believed the lie that God was keeping something good from them. So what they were thinking that God was keeping something good for them from them. They 
knowledge of good and evil. Before Satan could tempt Eve to eat the forbidden fruit, he had to make her believe that the Lord did not have the best interest in mind. God has never given Adam and Eve any reason to doubt his love and care for them. But how did they know there wasn't something better out there? Since they didn't know what bad was, they had no way to compare how good God was. They had never had the thought that God loved them so much that he could give his only son to die for them. The knowledge of God was very limited compared to what we know of God. This is a startling truth. We can actually know God more completely and intimately than Adam and Eve did. See, Adam and Eve were walking in the pool of the day with God and talked together. So that's the enemy came early enough because God was training them. He wanted to give them his knowledge, his love, his understanding to do everything. But Satan came fast enough, he knew what was going to happen, and he wanted to trick Adam and Eve. And he tricked Eve first, and then Adam followed for pray for the woman. Happens to all of us. I fall for Rita. Years ago. But I love her. She's a wonderful woman of God. But she's not like Eve. She's much better. She's born again, full of the Holy Spirit. Full of amazing love. Thank you, Jesus. And all our sisters here, we all of you, we are so full of God's love. You are amazing. Men, how many men we have here? Turn to a woman next to you and say, you are amazing. You are amazing. Jeffy, don't forget to tell your wife how amazing she is. Thank you, Lord. Tell to your mom. Mom, Nigel, or to your girlfriend, if you have a girlfriend. Tell, you are amazing. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, you're all amazing. Knowing God through His Word is better than having some visible or audible experience. That's what Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 1, from 15 to 21. 1 Peter 1. No, 2 Peter, sorry. 2 Peter 1, verse 15 to 21. Please thank you, we're stopping and asking again. That's a very good point. So we make sure everybody has the right verses. So when you go to the live group, so Auntie Cynthia will test you. Thank you, Lord. Peter was trying to assure his leaders that the gospel he had communicated to them was not, some, not just some fable or tradition that they have heard. What's a fable means? Anybody know it? A fairy tale. That's very good, Catherine. Thank you. A fairy tale. Because people had Aesop fairy tales, fables, have fables here, fables there. They used to use a lot of fables in the old days. That's why you should repeat and make sure that we not, it's not a fable or tradition they have heard. He had known Jesus personally. He even saw Jesus on the mountain when he began to radiate light, and the audible voice of God came out of heaven saying, 
This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Do what? Now I want to hear you. You didn't say him, Moses? No. Are you sure, Peter? Okay, he in him. That's in you find that in the Matthew 17 5. So I can also the transfiguration report. Matthew 17 1. And go up to 5, 15, 16. Okay. And after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John his brother, and bring them up on a high mountain. Apart from others and has transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun. His face did shine as what? The sun. sun. How we know the sun shines? Very bright, right? Very, very, very bright. Wow. And his raiment, the clothes, was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with them. Then answered Peter, Peter went there always he was sticking his, his foot in his mouth. Said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be there. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, three tents. One for you and one for Moses and one for Elias. While he yet spoke, behold, a bright cloud come and overshadowed him. And behold, voice out of the cloud who said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye, Moses. Who is he, Milita? Jesus! It's Jesus, come on now. It's Jesus. Jesus, come on. No. Let's hear it together. together. Let's, okay, you don't have to shout. Okay, let's hear it together. Who is it? Jesus. Jesus. Not again. Who is it? Jesus. That's better. Makes you feel happy. Makes you feel like you are listening to me with that funny accent. But really, there, this is Bible written in Greek. I am Greek. So I have the right to use it and read it with my accent. Thank you so much. I'm not joking. Moreover, I will. In, so, Second Peter 1:15 says, "Moreover, I will endure endeavor that he may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance." So here, Peter talks after he will die. He was saying eventually he will die. We all will die one day, except if we be raptured. Okay. Yeah. So he wants to know the truth because he saw with his own eyes. Christ's glory and the prophetic word. Second Peter 1 6. For we have not followed cunning device fables when we make known that you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we are eye to witness of his majesty. For we receive from God the Father honor and glory. And there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. 
And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mountain. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, for unto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in the darkness, in a dark place until the day dawn, and the day star arise in our heart, and the day star arise in our heart. Which, who is the day star? Jesus! I will test you again many times. So please don't fall asleep, you know. Stay awake. If you fall asleep, I can make jumping jacks here. But it's a bit hard, so I'll avoid that. So, and Second Peter 1.21 says, For the prophecy came not in all time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake, as they were moved by their own mind. No, Holy Ghost. By Holy Ghost, it does. He knows the Bible. Okay, what is he following in the Bible? <laughs> we have some good listeners. I can see my kids there with the Bible. I can see people writing down. I'm, I'm very, very happy, guys. Please don't make sure next time come with your Bible if you don't have one. And if you don't have one, go see Auntie Emily. We'll give you one. Okay? We have some Bibles available, English, yeah. so that's good for you to have a Bible, to highlight it, yeah. go home and study what I said, what I read here, it's true. Maybe I will read from another version, yeah. but you'll find that it is the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So I want to share also something in Genesis, something that is very important. And, uh, Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. Yeah. 1-1, I read a little bit here, I don't read the whole creation, but I read part of it, because it's important. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God move upon the face upon the face of the waters and God said let it be light and there was light and God saw the light and it was good and God divided the light from the darkness and God called the light day the darkness he called night you were there Okay. And the evening and the morning was the first day. Okay. No, she's, I, I like that. I like your sharing. It's good. It's good. It's good. And we have to be relaxed, not get too serious. It's good. The word is serious, but we have to take it from the heart and our mind. Okay. A question now. I'll stop here. Where was the sun and the, was day and night? Where was the sun and the moon? Who knows? You scholars, power schoolers, it was not a moon and a, and a, and a, and a sun there at the time, not even stars. But in his own wisdom, he separated. Because people were going to 
They're going to come by the philosophers and the science and say, science has proved that the world is created by a big bam, you know. I'm sorry. What's the bam of the light? Let there be light. That was a big bang. God's bang, not bang. But he separated the day and night before sun and the moon. Yes. The reason is that we are have a time, 24 hours a day. He wants us to be on schedule. He doesn't want us to live in life without schedule. 24 hours, morning you work, night you sleep, you go to work, you stop, you work six days, seven days you rest. So that's why he's separated. And I go back here. Further down, he created the sun and the moon to, to help work on day and night. But day and night and counting of the days, time was started since he says, let it be light. God is out of time. You know, for him it's nothing to be a second, to be a day for us, to be a thousand years for us. But for him it could be nothing. A thousand years could be just a second. So he lives out of time. So that's why it is important when we do not waste our time. Do not waste our time to make sure our time is valuable and we use it for the kingdom and helping a relationship with God. So, the most important revelation that you can have as a believer, what is it? Who knows? Sorry, what was the question? The most important revelation. Important? You know important? You are important? I'm important? Everybody's important. Yes. Okay. As a believer, a revelation. Which one? Think. It's one verse. Give the cookie to the lady there. Is the beginning or is the sun? Okay, the beginning was. Okay. But for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Then afterwards? After that, what it says? You guys disappoint me. Let's do it again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's very good. Congratulations. You know your verses. And I'm proud of you. And Jesus is proud of you. Because that's all the most important verse. Then the next one equal is John 1 to L. But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons, daughters of God, even to them that believe in his name. That's another important verse in the 13. Which were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. 
So I will read a different version, a contemporary version, it says, yet, John 1.12, yet some people accept him and put their faith in him. So he gave them the right to be the children of God. Now, but 1.13 says, they were not God's children by nature or because of any human desires. God himself was the one who made them his children. So, it's not your mom and daddy. I'm sorry, Evelyn. Your kids, when they receive Jesus, they are children of God. It's not because you have a desire, you want to get married, and you have children, but because God took them on his own when they received Jesus. So, the Spirit of God, when you receive Jesus, right, comes to your spirit, and conceive a new creature, a new, as we call it, you are born again. Are you born again in Jesus? The Spirit of God creates a new inside your spirit, a baby, a new creature. And this creature is identical as Jesus. Yes. Uh, this takes a little bit more explanation and more study. Maybe another time we can have again the whole study of spirit, soul, and body understand about this thing about your spirit so it's not a baby but it's as identical Jesus but you have to do some things in the way okay now I will go somewhere else now thank you Lord God help us who knows Psalm 23 Okay, Rita, could you read it for me? Yes. Yes. We're talking about the relationship with God. God's relationship towards us, how he thinks, and how we need to think about God. All right? So this is what we kind of we entering now into the main course meal. Now you have the appetizer, now you can have the whole meal. Okay, Peter. The Lord is my shepherd, mm. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your staff and sorry, your rod and your staff they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Eh? So that is your house of the Lord forever. Once you have received Jesus, doesn't matter how young you are. I know those, those these kids, they were singing here. They moved me to tears, to be honest. They were so loud, so passionate. I can say, those kids, yeah, if Jesus comes now, they'll take him direct up to heaven. Woo! Be, even if they had not actually done the prayer, 
themselves to receive Jesus. They are ready to go. Wow. So God bless you, parents. God bless you, the teachers here that are teaching the kids. The Sunday school, thank you so much. And if anyone has a burden to teach kids, please go see Rita or Emily. And we need teachers to help the Sunday church. Okay? Okay. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. This is the first provision. You not lack anything. Something the Lord wants to take things away from us. But the thief comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am came that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Address, anybody know the address? That's very good, Emily. You are China. You know, you know if you are a sheep, the sheep hear my voice and follow. But we have quite a few different sheep. The sheep are dumb. You know, and we have to follow the shepherd. We can do. So if you're not dumb, maybe. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. That's true. We are all dumb sheep, and we need the shepherd. The sheep are dumb, not yeah. And some sheep, you know, they do have a little bit of brown color on the hair here, and they think they are different. They think, oh yeah, I'm a little bit better than the other sheep. But that's not true. The sheep need Jesus. They need the shepherd. And if you read it carefully and pray over the Psalm 23, you'll find out that you're not that awesome as you think, but Jesus is awesome in you. Amen. Jesus said, if you seek first, his righteousness and all these things shall be added, not taken. If you follow the Lord as our shepherd, he has promised us we shall not lack. Yeah. Uh, Kuba is here? Kuba? Kuba? Auntie Kuba? Okay, she just shared a testimony last Monday. Since uh, she gave her life to Jesus and working with the Lord and comes to Bible classes, attends the, the church, and also life group. So this Christmas was one of the better Christmas ever. It was nothing we did ourselves here or anything, but the Lord provided, filled up a cupboard full of food for the whole Christmas. And she lacked nothing, she said. She lacked nothing, and she was praising the Lord. So I believe all of us, we are so blessed being in the church. We are all of us healthy, both of us. I don't see anybody, when I say somebody feels sick or something. So we are being blessed. Actually, our name here, the healthiest church, has been going around even in Stella and other places. You see, we, there was no one sick in, in St. Lawrence Pass, yeah, in the city of joy, because this is, we call it city of joy. Yes. This is our city. Amen. And we want to see everyone to be joyful and happy. Okay, I have another two hours, okay? <laughs> Provision is released into our lives when the Lord is our shepherd. All kinds of provision, not just financial. So when you think about, when you hear the word abundance, 
What comes to your mind first? Money? What you? No, honest. It's, it, it, don't tell me, but honest. If you think money first, the, you it's right. You need money. We all need money, but it's not the first thing. Abundance includes everything else. But then you have to. We can work together. Come, we can pray with you. We can help you to see a different way. So, and the Lord will abundantly bless you, even with money, if you need. Because He will supply all your needs according to your riches. Not my riches, no. According to His riches. Your riches is nothing. According to His riches. In Uncle Philip. No. Pastor Philip. Pastor Emily. In Christ. Not even in my kid's name. Only in Jesus. Our name has nothing, because God, when He sees us, He sees Jesus. He doesn't see Philip, He doesn't see Catherine, He doesn't see Rita. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Say it. I just want to say, like, if we see abundance as a financial thing, when you don't have much money, maybe you think, but you know there are people who were millionaires who took their own lives. Yes. Because money cannot satisfy. Mm. We need it. But if abundance was only about money, then we would, of all men, be the most miserable. We need love. We need purpose. We need relationships. Yes. We need truth. We need yes. Jesus. Not just yeah. money. And I'd like to add on that, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes. So even though commodity, like you say, my brother Philip, we do need finance, yes. but the love of money will draw us to suicide, will draw yes. us to doing That's right, yes. yes. So don't love the money. Yes, you want to say something, sir? Brother, you want to say something? Give your hand. Okay. Wayne was saying something. Yes, Wayne. No, no, no. Just said money gets funny. Yeah, money gets funny. Gets funny. When you get money, he gets you to problems. I know you know Shakira. Shakira looks at me, looks at me with a with a smile, with a funny smile. Shakira, the Holy Spirit will expose some things. We love you, Shakira. Everybody loves Shakira. God does not look at you on your mistakes. We have plenty. I'm the most guilty person. I have a lot of mistakes. And I do a lot of blowing. But God looks at Jesus in me. That's a relationship with God. That's today is about relationship. And I hope you're able to finish today. I want to take next week again to teach the next class. By Emily's permission. He makes me... I'm still in the first verse. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Meaning, the second blessing, this is the second part of the first verse, the second blessing is rest. Yeah. If you are a sheep and you walk green pastures, it makes me to lie down. How many people in the world right now are in unrest? You know what is different between rest and unrest? Stress. You want to tell me? You understand the word rest? Rest. And unrest, yeah. Rest is when you sleep at the home and relax, don't worry about anything. And unrest, what do you mean? Unrest is when you're fighting, when you struggle, when you have stress, when you have 
family quarrels, community quarrels, when you have country quarrels, you have things happening, somebody breaking your house, demonstrations outside and breaking things and this unrest. But God, Jesus, said he makes you to down. Wow. There are stressed and agitated. There are circumstances, voices, and pressures in the world that are not denying that is there. Jesus there, sorry, Jesus said that we'll have tribulations in this world. What he says, what? We'll have tribulations. What means tribulations, Rita? Difficulties. He didn't say it's going to be perfect. Tribulations will come. You're going to have troubles. But to be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. Overcome what? The world. The bad world. Good. In Matthew 11, 28, it says, Come unto me, Matthew 11, 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It is good to work for the Lord, but He doesn't want us to be wiped out. We not only need physical rest, we need mental and emotional rest. There are people who may get decent physical rest, but their brains and their emotions never rest. So there are people that are getting deep decent physical rest, but the mind goes like machines. Thinking, 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 troubles, 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 troubles. You know the computer sometimes when you get uh, jumped, because all these lights inside, it goes and so forth. Our brain can happen that too, if we not stay close to the shepherd. Because he is a good shepherd. So, it is a learning process, Paul said. I've learned to be content, and we learn to cast out our cares into the campus pastor. Jesus. Not uh, to Emily? No, 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 Jesus. And we learn to cast our cares on the Lord. Amen. Our flesh is dumb, but we have to train it. So you are dumb. We are dumb people. We are dumb sheep. The sheep hear my voice and do what? Follow. So they don't have their own opinions. They don't have their own mind, do my own thing. Except sometimes the, the one with a little bit red, brown on the hair, a little bit different color and thinks he's more pretty, he gets lost. So Jesus has to go out to find the one that gets lost before the wolf find it. So if you are too smart for Jesus and you think you can do it on your own, you get lost. So Jesus has to leave the 99 to come to find you. So to take you in back and give you love and to help you. Sweet baby, understand you cannot do it without me. Without me, you can do nothing. Thank you, Emily. I guess only Emily knows that. God bless you, Emily. He leads me beside the still waters. The third blessing is peace. 
Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And he says, Peace I leave unto you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, 27. John 14, 27. If you are looking to any source other than Jesus for peace, you end up empty. Don't look on the TV, don't look on the programs, don't look on the news, don't look on the shoppies. I mean, you maybe have some entertainment once in a while, or a little bit, but don't make it to be your life. Yes. Don't, don't be your Bible. Don't let it be your Bible. Your TV is not your Bible. It's the only one holy book we have, only book of instructions, and it's the Bible. And the Bible is truth, is the only truth. You shall learn the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Set you what? Free! If you feel a little bit sleepy, you can get up with yourself, do some kind of a noise hat, do some movements like this, change. I used to have, actually, your spine, there's a liquid in the back. And this is when you sit in too long and you get hot, you get stiff. So if you feel that, don't worry. I won't say anything. Get up and move. Uh, yes, Amen. we are here to feel comfortable, not to feel holy sleep, clean some water. No, 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 no. Enjoy life. Amen. You think I'm crazy? Yes, I am. I'm crazy for Jesus. <laughs> so, please, okay, people can fail us, but Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's Prince of Peace. Now, next says, He restores my soul. Yes. The fourth blessing is restoration. We know that our spirits are born again in righteousness and true holiness, but there is another element. The Bible talks about fleshly lusts, which war against our soul. And Satan will go after your soul. He will try to steal your peace beat you down, condemn you, get you under shame, get you in works mentally. David says, He restored my soul. They said together, He restored my soul. And think of it. Think, say it with your heart. Think, 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 oh, wait, wait, wait. Think God. You're seeing God now and you have time with Him and you feel this restoration. He restored my soul. If you feel that peace come inside of you. I know Emily lately has really had many times that Jesus restored her soul. She went through big battles. But God is a restorer of all things. He restored my soul. So, thank you, Lord. Many are born again, but their souls have been beaten up by the world, but God restores. He leads me in the path of righteousness for Uncle Philip's sake. For his name's sake. Good, good. So I don't trick you. Cannot trick you guys. You are also well educated in the Bible. That's good. When you read, think about when you go home. When last you read the Psalms? When you study Psalm 23, 
It's good sometimes to go and meditate on the Psalms. Find a verse or two or a chapter and meditate. Read it, say it again, and say it again, and say it again, say it again, and meditate. And I'm sure you find out that the Lord will give you many, 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 many different meanings and many of understanding. What was the last I said? It is a question. He restored my soul. Did I finish that? Okay. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. The fifth blessing is guidance. He leads us by the Holy Spirit. You also have to ask yourself if we want to go in the path of righteousness. Do you want to go in the path of righteousness? Yes. Uh -huh. The Bible doesn't say he leads us in the path of convenience. No. So otherwise, no, no convenience? Well, that's all fleshly indulgence. No convenience or fleshly indulgence. God will lead us into the right things and things that will become righteousness. Paul said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. Romans 8.14. I see a lot of sons and 8.14. see a lot of sons and daughters of God here and children of God. I see this beautiful child here, the child of God. Goes up and down. It's a wonderful child. Yeah, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will tremble my feet. No, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. So I want you to correct me, guys. That's why I'm saying it wrong. So you guys, be brave. Because we are full of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, tell me. You know. No, that's why I say yeah. Say the Holy Spirit. Okay, good. So, I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. The sixth blessing is security. There is so much insecurity in the world with COVID-19. What's going to happen now? Now we have Omicron. Now we start taking the alphabet. We have Delta, we have Omicron, we have 19. Now what else is coming now? Now they're telling us that there's some combinations of, of sickness coming. So to make you be fear. I shall not fear. They give you security. They will try to put so much fear into people. So, why? Because you put fear, fear is of the devil. The fear of the Lord is a beginning of wisdom. But the fear of the devil is very bad. But when we say in the Bible, fear of the Lord, it means the respect of the Lord. We don't fear the Lord. God loves you. Amen. I love you so much that he said his son. And his Jesus said that in, in uh, John 10, 10, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I come to bring life, a life more abundant. 
Bad news sells. They want to keep people glued to the television. I will feel no evil. You are with me. He didn't say there was not evil. He said he will feel no evil because you are with me. Jesus told the story of a shepherd who had hundred sheep. I told before. And one of them, the one with the blonde hair, they wandered away. Jesus said a good shepherd will leave the 99 and go after the one sheep who went astray. It's not the one we love God, it's the one is that he loved us. It's not because we love God, because first he loved us, right? It's not that we pursue God, he pursues us. Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I have chosen you. No one here, I'm here standing in the pulpit. Emily, Jebby, Rita, okay, Shane over there. Nobody chose you. God chose you. You are here because God brought you to this fold. This fold is to keep you protected, to keep you fed, to keep you sharing the world, the world, and to help you grow. Okay. Your rod and your stuff, they comfort me. What? He has a rod. How he comfort you? Some people says the Jesus has a stick to beat the sheep. That is no further than the truth. The stick of the shepherd of Jesus, the shepherd, is to hit the wolves. The people that come with an ulterior motive in the church. To, or to any place that you are, and they try to kill, steal, and destroy. So he has this rod, and he beats the sheep. Those sheep, the blue wolves, the devil. All right. Shepherd is biblical days had a huge rod to beat away the attackers from the sheep. The staff was for guidance. We have this sense to comfort because God is greater than anything. And he is compassionate. He is what? Compassionate. He's more than able to conquer our enemies. He's more than able to take that stuff and give us a little nudge when we get out of course. You you prepare a table before me in the presence of my friends, my enemies. The eighth blessing is sustenance. So even things going around haywire, the problems, he will have table for you. He will take care for your sustenance. He prepares a table, a presence for enemies, not our friends. To me, this always seemed to be counterintuitive. I've, I've given this a lot of thought, and I'm going to throw something out there. David just said, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we live in a fallen world. There are all kinds of junk in this world. As we are going through this journey of life, we are going to be enemies there. There are going to be enemies there. When most people sense of threat, the fear and anxiety go up, and probably the appetite. David said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of an enemy. I believe that means that there are enemies there, 
but you are calmly and comfortably seated at the feast that God has prepared for you, because you know that no weapon has formed against you. Say it again. Say it again. The whole verse said, no weapon. A bit louder. Do you believe that? They say it all together, all together. That this individual take it to heart. No weapon at home against me shall prosper. There is no weapon. If you are a godly man, if you follow God, and you are saved, God is your shepherd. He's Jesus there with a big stick. I will not let things to happen to you. He will take care and prosper you. You anointed my head with oil. The ninth blessing is the anointing. The anointing is symbolized by oil. In biblical days, the sheep were out in hot lands, and the skin would get dry and cracked, and insects come in and bite them. What the shepherd would do? Pour oil on it. And it kept the sheep from getting bitten. And if they did get bit, it acted like a medicine and would keep it from getting infected. God anointed us. We don't have to face life in our own strength. We get to live life under the anointing and power of a power of we are getting to live under the anointing and power of Holy Ghost. So, read us this excellent ten. My cup runneth over. The tenth blessing is abundance. My cup runneth over. You know, as I take these verses, I read to you, Psalm 23. In the Bible, go like by verse, part by part, and take it apart and study it. And try to meditate on it. And if you have difficult time, go to the life group. And they, they'll help you there. There are no one who will condemn you. They will be proud for you if you come there to the life group and you have questions and you want to learn and you want to analyze things. And they can help you. And if they don't know, they go to the campus pastor, they can come to us. And, we don't, and if we don't know, we go to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And then He knows for sure. They'll tell us exactly what you need to know. So my cup runneth over. The pessimist looks at the cup and says, my cup is half empty. The optimist looks and says, my cup is half full. But the believer looks at it and says, my cup runneth over. So the pessimist said what? My cup is half empty. The optimist says, but the believer says, Running over. My cup runneth over. You, you know the difference? You understand the difference? Yeah. Yes. Is no God that wonderful? But He is a God of more than enough. Amen. Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Ephesians 
Ephesians 6, 10 to Why do we have power? Because he poured his spirit unto us, and a cup runneth over. Provision means that we have enough, but abundance. Verse 5 means we have more than enough. A cup runs over. So we can have an abundance to bless other people. So do you have an abundance to bless other people? Yes. When you see your brother and sister in the church, someone yes. have need. And you say, you have two shirts. What are you going to do? Share. Give one shirt. Share. 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 God will give you back. Don't say, I won't get anything afterwards. Yeah. No, God will bring it to you back. Says, throw your bread into the waters, mm-hmm. and you come back after this, after many days. You remember this verse, Lita? Yeah. Cast your bread upon the waters, and it shall return unto you. Say it loud here, please. I don't know if I call it uh, More or less. Says, cast, your, cast your bread upon the waters, and it shall return unto you. After many days. After many days. Yes. 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 So we we'll cannot outgive God. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my wife. No. Life, life, life. Say again, life. life, yeah, life. Not my wife. Well, we will be my wife too, but my life, yeah. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The eleventh blessings is confidence. I like is that David did say. He didn't say maybe. Perhaps, possibly, oh, sure. he said what? Surely. What surely means? What means? Believers can have confidence that goodness and mercy will follow them all the days of their life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, forever and ever. And the twelfth blessing is a sense of union. We have a connection with God. David said earlier, Yeah, though I walk through, but they there, but here he says, I will dwell. So you walk through the valley of death, shadow of death, but says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. He didn't stay in the valley of death. He, he says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Are we in the house of the Lord now? Yes. yes. Why? Because we need to We are the house of the Lord because I am here. Jesus is here. God is here. I for myself say I'm here and that one is out. But every one of us knows that. That when we come and go, God is with us. He doesn't leave us for seconds. He comes with us, he goes with us, he goes in, he goes out. So when I'm in, the devil is not here. He's afraid. And all of us who have that understanding, he's scared. He's running away. He's not here. We're not allowed. No permission, out. Make sure you understand that whatever you are going through is temporary. But God's power and presence are eternal. When we follow the Lord as our shepherd, we have provision, rest, peace, restoration, guidance, security, comfort, sustenance, 
anointing, abundance, confidence, union, and all these things are released in our lives when we are allowed to be on shepherds. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.